Welcome. And welcome. And we hope you're welcome. You you really are welcome here to the Trelure Blazures podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by the illustrious Nick Kelly. That's me, the other one. Uh, if you've never been here before, we've done like 160-something of these. This is 167. Wow. Um, you know, I was... Um, so Google Podcasts is going away next year. I don't know if you knew this. I didn't. I Yeah, so I use Google Podcasts as my podcatcher, if you will. I don't know what they call those things. That's a what podca- they call them. Okay, a podcatcher. Uh, but it's going to go away. So I'm going to have to switch. I'm probably just going to switch to Spotify, but I'm going to have to like add all my shows in Spotify, you know? I like so, Pocket Casts. Maybe I'll try that. I don't necessarily like the way Spotify does it, so... Um, no, I, I can't stand that way. Uh, Pocket Cast is good. It separates them all very nicely. Okay. And then, you, okay, yeah. So let me... Maybe I'll check out Pocket Cast. Yeah. And you have Android, too, uh, so that's good. Yep. All right, cool. I'll, I'll try that. Uh, you know what else I've been trying this week, Nick? What's that? Cold plunge. Oh, yeah? Cold plunging. Uh, so I have wanted to, a cold plunge thing. It's something I'd never buy for myself, and Aaron got me one for Christmas. And when you're an adult, uh, you can open up Christmas presents whenever you want. And so I just was, she was like, you want it? And I was like, yeah, let's go. So I've been doing cold plunge all week, um, feeling great, feeling my best self. Friend of the show, friend of the podcast, Dr. Cat, uh, follower on Instagram. Um, she is super into the cold plunge uh, lifestyle, and she's a physical therapist, and she's in really good shape. So yeah. she knows what she's talking about. She has abs that you can see. Yeah, that's true. Not me. <laughs> Not me. Um, sorry. I, yeah, I sorry. I listened to this uh, episode of this uh, Huberman po- podcast. Huberman. I never heard of this guy. Apparently, he's like really popular. I never the heard of him. Huberman Lab, I think is the name of the podcast. Anyway, I, I listened to him interview this Danish woman about uh, cold plunging. Anyway, it's great. And I, I've been going too long. I've been doing it like 20 minutes. Ah. And uh, that's apparently too long. So I'll have to cut my, my cold plunge time down. Why don't you knock that time down just a little bit? Knock that time down to 16? Yep. Down, down. Guys, welcome to uh, another dish. Uh, this is not a special dish. This is just a regular dish. I mean, we are trying new audio recording software. Oh, that's right. This is a special dish. Um, so my audio is not dynamically changing. Thanks for nothing, Audacity. Bye. Yeah, n- neither is mine. And mine also has a feature wherein you can normalize all of the audio. Isn't that, isn't that nice? So we're going to do this. We're doing it now. This is all. Who cares about this stuff? You guys don't want a little inside baseball, do you? They might. I think if they're still here after 166 episodes, then they're in it for the long haul and we can basically do whatever we want. Yeah. We we still need to get a special guest from another podcast that we can have some cross uh, crossover with, you know? Yep. Like as, soon as, as soon as I learn how to record incoming audio, so I don't have to ask him to do any work. Uh, yeah. But he will come on. He will. Um, all right. Well, uh, Nick, why don't we talk about what we done had watched this past week? What we done watched. All right. Uh, I have been watching Kunk on Britain on YouTube uh, because I watched Kunk on Earth on Netflix. And Philomena Kunk, you know, Diane Morgan, is the funniest person in the world. 
basically. So I needed more, so I went on YouTube, and then her whole series, Kunk on Britain, is on YouTube, like all five episodes. And I just I laugh the whole time. Like She's so funny. So if you haven't seen her, it, just watch anything she does on YouTube to check it out, or Kunk on Earth on <clears throat> Netflix. Extremely good. I am still binge-watching Next Generation, and since I'm watching all of the Star Treks in air date order... I'm now starting to split with Deep Space Nine because it started. So I have a list of air dates, and I watch the episodes in the order of air dates. So I'm, I'm like halfway through season six and season one, respectively of the two. And as you've started this, would you say that this is the way to do it? This is the best way to do it? I'm enjoying it. Okay. Uh, I like it because it does explain why Chief O'Brien suddenly disappears from the enterprise oh <laughs> so i just like they, to do things in the order i like people will make orders of like release dates and or like timeline chronological order lists but i like air date releases unless it's something that doesn't make sense like they aired episodes out of order but you know yeah that's how dad did it that's how america does it and it's worked and- out pretty good so far um, so I want to see that now. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, I, I recommend that you do. Um, I watched Godzilla Minus One. I, as did I. Um, I'm obsessed. It was so good. It was incredible. Absolutely it's incredible. So good. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of the original 1954 m- uh, film. This whole podcast is. I am also. Yes, uh, this whole podcast is. and And this was a love letter to that and just a godzilla for the modern times even though it was a period piece yeah. in the 40s um i i think it was nearly perfect it had the best human characters and storyline like usually that's not even in contention but this one actually had compelling characters that you cared about and like yeah that you really cared about cuz i was you know deeply invested in that storyline yeah and like this, the, and not to give anything away, but it deals a little with like um, PTSD. Yep. And it just does it so well. Yes, it's excellent. God, it's it's unbelievable. Um, if you've not seen this, go see it in a theater. Uh, just I want to see it again in the theater. Yeah. And they've expanded. Yep. Oh, these, this is a new news. But they've expanded how many theaters in America it's in because it's doing so well. Yeah, it increased by twenty five hundred different theaters. So. Yeah. Uh, it, the budget was only fifteen million dollars. I was just about, I was just about to say that. I keep I've been thinking about this uh, all week, Nick. I, I don't know how they made this movie for that much. Because it was pointed out to me that the budget of Phone Booth was twelve million dollars. Wow. I, the, the... I can't find it. It was in a a group chat, so it was some, it was likely one of the patrons, yeah. one of my cousins, or somebody said. It might have been Josh, but uh, said that phone booth's uh, budget was t- $12 million, and that's $3 million. And that's in 2002, comparatively. Oh, with, with the inflation, it's much more than that. Yeah, so, you know, they don't need to be do spending it? all this money. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Did they just, I mean, what did they, I don't know how they did this. Maybe there's just less BS involved. Maybe so. Maybe they just or they ran an efficient thing. I'll tell you what, though. I felt like I was in the 40s in this. Like, they transported me in this. Yes, absolutely. 
Like, not for one second did I think, oh, I'm not in the 40s. And then for a was, while, I, I forgot about the Godzilla aspect of it, and I just thought I was watching a really good post-war Japan movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, nothing took me out of this movie. I was engrossed. I was, like, in it. Yeah. And that's hard to do. And, man, I'm just, uh, I can't, I'm, I know we're gushing about it. I just can't say enough about it. It's, it's the best movie I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and on the other side of this coin, I watched the first episode of Monarch, which I liked. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to continue watching Monarch. Uh, it's very different, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, very, very uh, attractive actors in this uh, show. Plus Kurt Russell. Plus Kurt Russell. I haven't seen Kurt Russell yet, so I've only done episode one. So you've seen Wyatt Russell. Yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen, yeah, the character that they play. Yeah. Um, I watched an episode of The Crown with Aaron, and I am not going to go back to this season of The Crown. You want to know why? Why is that? The guy who made this season, like the, the showrunner, director, or whoever, uh, wa- apparently wants to be knighted uh, by King Charles. And so he's like really, he has his head really far up King Charles's booty. Okay. And um, has done just some stupid stuff. Like had like uh, Princess Diana's ghost visit Charles and tell him he was handsome or something. There's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah, I know. And, and well, it's just like... Uh, it's very ter- like they, he puts like Diana in a bad light and all this kind of stuff, and it makes Charles look like a hero. Kind of, it's like no, 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 no. Okay, I know, I know, I know a minimal amount about the royal family, but I know Charles ain't ain't a hero. Uh, I've been raised to despise all of them because I'm I'm Irish. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can't I can't fault you, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I know about Bloody Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm American, but, you know, that that goes generational. That Hey, them roots go deep. Yep. I mean, look at Scotland. You're not even allowed in the north of Scotland if your last name is Campbell. Yeah. That's all right. So uh, I'm not going to watch any more of The Crown. Bye. Forget about it. Uh, and I'm still watching Gamera um, at, like, when I'm eating. So I'm yeah. watching in, like, five, six-minute chunks, you know, something like that. I uh, still really, I mean, it's all the same stuff. Like, I don't care about the kids. Uh, but there's this, like, interesting storyline of, like, ancient people and all this kind of stuff. And I, I kind of like that in my kaiju movies because it's, uh, like, the Jet Jaguar uh, Godzilla movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, kind of like that kind of stuff. I, I dig on that. I like it also. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, all we done had watched this past week. I know we didn't put any... Um, new news on here dumb dudes news but did you did you have any dumb dudes news off the top of your dome no not a ton uh in the movie world in the last week Um, i don't think they're projecting that aquaman 2 is gonna bomb a lot of theaters might have to close because nothing has made any money since barbenheimer uh and that stupid Wonka movie is projected to open higher than expected, which makes me sad. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I also heard a thing that uh, movies are like the movies that make the most money are longer these days, like over two hours. And um, but I, but it used to not be going to the theater used to be a different experience. I've learned listening to this podcast. Um, that like until the movie Psycho, people would go to the theater for like four or five hours. Maybe they go into a movie in the middle of the movie. You know, maybe they start watching and they go out half halfway and get some snacks. You know, watch the news there 
cartoons. Yep. Um, and it was like this whole thing. And then when Psycho came out, it was kind of a lower budget movie. And so Alfred Hitchcock to to market it was like, hey, you cannot like once this movie started, they're not going to allow you into the theater. You have to see it from the beginning. And it was a marketing ploy, but it but it kind of changed because you know Psycho was this big deal. So it like changed the face of like how people see movies. So anyway, um, the reason why, and maybe not the reason, but you know, people make long movies now because Hollywood will do whatever sells, whatever makes money. Hollywood will do right. Yep. And uh, and so, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, with longer movies it's kind of hard to sit in the theater without an intermission or whatever. And it's easier to do at home. That's where I was going with this. Yeah. And so if all these movies are longer, people are going to be want to watch them on that big screen that they've got these days. I mean, heck you can get an 86 inch for under a thousand dollars these days. That is true. Yeah. Uh, also the reason that it's all like Bollywood movies are so long because it's still kind of like that in India. They didn't have psycho. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Very, very, that's so interesting. Cultural differences and histories are different. Movie histories. That's very interesting. Okay. Well, I don't necessarily want theaters to die, but man, it. I'm, let me tell you this, Nick. Um, that Scorsese movie about, uh, what's it called? Killers the of the Flower Moon. Yeah, that one. I'm not going to see that in the theater. No. It's three and a half hours. I'm going to break that up into two sections at home. Well, there's also, so like, Ridley Scott's Napoleon, which we both really want to see. I'm not going to go and watch a theatrical cut of a Ridley Scott movie. No. Ridley Scott is like, they cut out like an hour worth of stuff that is important. And that's, if if you remember the Kingdom of Heaven, his, his movie Kingdom of Heaven, the theatrical mm-hmm. cut is missing very important information. And then the director's cut came out like... When the DVD came out, it had a director's cut on it, and it was a million times better. And everyone was like, "This would have won Best Picture." The director's cut. Whoa, really? So, yeah. So, like, I'm okay. not gonna watch a a studio butchered Ridley Scott movie when I can just wait and watch the director's cut, which is longer on Apple TV. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I I, I only want to see the director's cut. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, enough of all that. Let's get to these here new new. New new. New 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 new. New new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele Tain. That is right. Uh some of them are pretty good. So we recorded last week on Friday, and then literally the next day it was the Brazil Comic Con thing and a million things that we would have been very happy to have to talk about on friday were available then suddenly on saturday yeah but we've got them here don't we we have yes but we're gonna start out with yu yu haku show this is a live action teaser trailer of it's coming out on netflix yep uh this isn't based on an anime it's a live action version like uh one piece or what have you and the Plot is a delinquent teenager is killed and gets resurrected to serve as an investigator of the supernatural. So kind of like Dead Boy Detectives. Uh, I don't know anything about this. In fact, I've heard the name before, but I've never inquired about what it was or seen it or anything. 
I watched several episodes of this. I think on Toonami maybe is where I saw it um, back in the day on Cartoon Network. The only thing I remember, he has this like finger gun. You know, he points his finger and he shoots this energy blast out of it. But um, it, nothing about that show really sticks out to me. It, I didn't really like it. I did, it didn't really connect with me. It's very popular, though. It's, you know, it's I very think, popular. I think Missy likes it. May, okay. Well, maybe she can fill us in. Um, I mean, this looks interesting, I think. You know, it looks like it's well made. Yeah, it's uh, um, in Japanese, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know that I um, have any... Well, I don't have any nostalgia for this, so I don't... I w- can I like this without the nostalgia? I'm sure you can, uh, if it's good. There's... Okay, there's a guy in the trailer, though, and it's, like, towards the end, and he's got a little man on his shoulder, like... Yeah. It's like a like if you had, like, a monkey on your shoulder, but this is a yeah. tiny man with long hair. Yeah. What's up with that man on his shoulder? What's up with that man? If you know what up, if you know what's up with the man on the shoulder, please tell me. Please tell me about the man on the shoulder. Nick is dying to know about this man. It looked the special effect was good. I'll tell you that it was unsettling. I f- I found it to be unsettling. <laughs> the man on the shoulder was ups- upsetting to me, and I I need to know more about the shoulder man. Someone please tell me about the shoulder man. I believe I know the title of this episode <laughs> uh tell us about the shoulder man okay next up we have a awesome tealer tealer do you like tealers yeah tealer was one of my favorite characters in he-man yeah man taylor this, this one here is taylor made for me tell you what because i'm a big fan of this it's fallout guys we got a teaser for fallout and this is the this cream of the crop this the week cream, yeah, cream rises to the top to the top this um it look it looks like fallout it the, feels the props, like fallout it feels like fall they got they got this like comedic it's not it doesn't take itself too seriously it's got that comedic stuff going on this has to be good it looks like a lot of people put a lot of love into this nick it looks like they care that they made this they tried it looks they tried um you know what you know what nick it looks how it is yeah, yeah they made it look how it is <laughs> <laughs> it's got also it's got Michael Emerson in it. It's got Kyle MacLachlan in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Walton Goggins. Like this is a great. Goggins. This is great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I already think it's good. So they have to like, yeah. they have to like lose me at this point because I'm on board. I'm fully on board. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you know, everybody was like skeptical about this. Like, are they gonna do it right? Especially after Halo. Uh, and man, like these images are like oh people are like oh god well this is fallout okay let's go yeah this is it this is i mean todd howard's like right there in the credits for this oh is he okay okay i'm so hyped for this let me tell you something i'm excited too and uh and jess in the next room she and i are going to be we're going to be dming each other yeah because this is going to be a revival of fallout costuming Jess is and, uh, uh, 100% on wearing Fallout to every con. I, I, I love it. I love it. So maybe I will coordinate something with her from the show. Um, just because it's so fun to do Fallout costumes. I, like, I'm waiting, always waiting for an opportunity to do it. So Yeah. That and Borderlands. I was talking uh, to... Of, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe we can answer this question later, but like, I haven't heard anything about the Borderlands movie. Like, is it in hell? Uh, it should have had a trailer by now. 
I it's directed by Eli Roth, who I I find to be terrible. Oh. So I don't have any personally, but Kate Blanchett is in it. So does Kate Blanchett being in it supersede Eli Roth, Eli Roth directing it? Yeah, so I, I don't, think Jack Black's in it too, right? I don't know. I think he's the voice of Claptrap. Oh, okay. So yeah, but I don't know. It should have had a trailer by now. It should have had a trailer over a year ago. Yeah. Because it filmed, it finished wrapping, or it finished filming years ago, like two years or at least a year ago. So I don't know what what's going on with that. At this point, to me, I, I'm, I never played Borderlands. I, like, Jess really likes it. I don't know anything about it. I like the aesthetic. Um, but I'm much more invested in Fallout, which I think that this is going to be, like, the thing of the year maybe next year. So it, It'll be – so at, if you remember this, uh, right after Fallout 4 came out, the – the biggest photo shoot I've ever seen at Dragon Con was the Fallout shoot. I've never seen that many people in one photo shoot. Yeah. And if this turns out to be really good, um, the Fallout shoot at Dragon Con is going to be enormous. Oh, absolutely. So, anyway, we're very excited. Looking forward to it. Okay. This right. Okay. Next up, we have House of the Dragon Season 2. Yeah, so this is season two of House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel series about the Targaryens. Um, I did not watch season one. I do not like this world. I did watch season one. I, it was good. It was good enough to watch, I will say. Do I love... Game of Thrones? No, I don't. Not at all. Not even close. Um, but, you know, I'll watch it. It's something that Aaron and I can watch together. And it's that's actually what I'm looking forward to more is just sitting down with her. Yeah. Um, if there was some other fantasy thing to watch with her, I would do it. So, do you want to know a funny thing about Game of Th- my relationship with Game of Thrones? Yeah, I, I do want to know. So, I read the first book while i worked at the hotel because i had a lot of downtime and this was 2010 and i read the first book and i didn't like it and so then they were like gonna make the show and i was like okay i'll watch it probably but then everyone i knew was obsessed with game of thrones so i in my head was like it will be easier if i like game of thrones so i pretended that i liked it so that i could talk to people about it because it was only thing that all the people i knew were talking about and i just went along like watch i watched all the whole thing and i conversed with people all the while in my in my mind knowing that i hated all of this (laughs) but i was trying to convince myself that i didn't specifically so i would have things to talk about with people which like it's some sort of people pleaser madness that I I recently have I maybe I'm old enough where I I do not need such validation anymore. But I hate Game of Thrones. I hate every character. I don't like it. I don't think it's a good show. I think the books are bad. I don't like fantasy unless it's Lord of the Rings or like a couple other things. And I'm not gonna watch this and I'm not gonna pretend to like stuff I don't like. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
But so does um, everyone else. It was complete. It was complete madness. It was nonsense. No one cared if I wouldn't like. But you know, I was just, you know, it's a people pleaser thing. Which you yeah, know. it's it, that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, I guess you know having you saying that, you know, I, people really until the last season, people really were in love with the show, and I just don't, I don't get the draw, like. Cause I don't really like any of the characters either. Like it's not, it's not, it wasn't a show that I thought about after I watched it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I just don't understand. I guess this is one of those things where I go, man, I really don't understand humans. Like I don't understand the general public. It makes me feel autistic. I'm like, I just don't understand why so many people like this thing. Uh, well, you're definitely on the spectrum. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, anyway, that's why know. it's a spectrum, Ben. We're all mm, on there somewhere. Spectrum, like the Marvel character. That's exactly right. Or photon, if depending on what year it is. Yeah, seriously. Uh, okay, enough about dra- dragons. Let's talk about um, True Detective season four. Okay. Uh, the plot of this is something to do with some sort of Alaskan night cult, and uh, it's, it looks to be a return to form. To the kind of creepy, culty investigation like season one. Uh, season one is great. Season two is the worst thing I've ever seen. Hy- hyperbolically, the actual worst thing I've ever seen is the movie Spawn. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so season two is terrible. Season one was good. I didn't watch season three, but my mom said it was good. And this one, I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, I like weird Alaskan night cults. So we'll see. Um, I have okay. So I have not seen any True Detective shows. I've not seen a single episode of this thing. Um, I don't like. I think I don't like murder mystery shows. I think I've. I think I'm realizing this that I don't. When I see these trailers, I don't. Nothing in me goes. Oh, I gotta see this. I just don't care. Like I fell off that. What's the one with um uh Brian what's his what's his face? Australian guy. Um plays the scroll. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, the, ben, the outsider. Brian. The outsider. Yeah. You know, I never finished the outsider. I got yeah, I got like two or three episodes in and I and I just never went back. Well, this one doesn't have Ben Mendelsohn. It has Jodie Foster. In the only character that she is, I guess, allowed to play. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so they're like making a big deal out of Jodie Foster being in this, and I started to think, why? What? It, why is Jodie Foster so renowned? Is it only because of Silence of the Lambs, in which she plays this exact same kind of character? Um, she's in Contact too. I actually think of her as uh, the Contact character before I think of her as Clarice. I actually forgot she was in contact. So mm. I don't really care for Jodie Foster. I think she's very wooden. Uh, mm. But I do like Silence of the Lambs. But again, that's just because, like, that's my only. If that's my only interaction with Jodie Foster, then that's just how that character acts as a person. But when she plays mm. in the same kind of th- person in another thing, that that pulls me away from. Being able to separate like how Clarice acts versus how this person, and then I I start to think, well, it's just Jodie Foster in it. 
Do you feel like you have a double standard? Because you don't say that about Denzel Washington. I do say that about Denzel Washington. Uh, oh, do you? Absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. Tom Hanks, oh, okay. too. Because these people are just... That's fair. Like, they're not... Like, they're not character actors. Tom Hanks isn't going to win an Oscar because he plays Tom Hanks. And Denzel Washington's the same. Like, they, uh, People talk about Denzel Washington like he's a great actor, but he's not. He's just Denzel Washington. He's no, just cool. No, no. I got to push back. I, I love Denzel Washington. Dude. Yeah. You love Denzel Washington. You don't, yeah. You don't think he's a great actor. You just like no, to no, watch he, him do his thing. Well, I mean, no. He's a good actor. You, you, objectively, he's a good actor. But he is doing Denzel Washington. Yeah, and I'm exaggerating t- for t- for the sake of the argument because obviously, like, he's done some stuff that's different and good. And I'm sure Jodie yeah. Foster has that I just don't care about. But anytime, and this is like you can, like Tom Cruise always kind of just plays Tom Cruise, and I love that all yeah. the time. But with Jodie Foster, it's just slightly different because I've only seen a ha- couple things with her in it. Um, you know, I've only seen a couple things with her too. I don't typically see her stuff. I mean, I like her. I think, I think she's fine. Um, I don't know that I've seen anything other than Silence of the Lambs and Contact with her though. Now that I've And I haven't seen about. Contact. Oh, Contact? I like Contact. That's got, uh, Matthew McConaughey in it. Let's look up Jodie Foster. I will say Jodie Foster's looking kind of old though. Like, like she looks older than Matthew McConaughey. That Maybe she's like... Not getting tons of plastic surgery, like probably See, Matthew McConaughey. I, th- I think that's. I think you're right, and that makes me respect Jodie Foster a little bit. I haven't. Seen, I don't think she's, she's in a lot of stuff. I just haven't seen most of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But I, I will say that yes, I I do say the same thing about your Tom Hanks's and your Denzel Washingtons. Okay. Well, I I, I I admire that you are consistent. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Um, are you going to watch True Detective season four? I th- I think I would like to check it out. Okay, a little too creepy for me. I like it's the kind of creepy that I like. Mm. Well, you'll just have to let us know how it is. Okay. Yep. Okay. Next up, we have something that makes Nick anxious, and that's a movie called ISS. The plot of this is when a world war event occurs on Earth, America and Russia, both nations, secretly contact. They're astronauts aboard the ISS and give them instructions to take control of the station by any means necessary. I saw this trailer before Godzilla Minus One, before I saw it anywhere else. And the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, I don't want to think about this (laughs) in the climate that I live in. So I just didn't enjoy it or find any draw here. Um... I did like that. I've actually thought about this scenario, this scenario before. Like, what if you were in space and then some event happens? I don't think it was like nuclear war in my mind. It was like a you know a meteor strike or something, and like total devastation below, and you're like in space trapped. So I've thought about this, which makes me kind of interested in this. But there's kind of a hole in this. It's like if this kind of nuclear devastation happens, you know, the entire country is engulfed in, you know, nuclear flame on both sides. Why are they going to care about the little old ISS? Like, what is that even going to do for you? It's not going to do anything. Yeah. How, what are you going to do? Have them check how the ant colony is doing? Yeah. Like, so I just go like, there's already a hole there. 
in the story. Yeah. Um, I actually wish this story was more about like, okay, there's total devastation. We've got to get back down to earth. How do we do it? It's like, um, like Apollo 13 style. Like we got to get down, and then they get say, you know, they get down to earth and then it's like, okay, like you follow them along on this adventure on a wasteland kind of a thing. Um, so it's like the movie's like two parts, you know, like two halves. But that's not what this is. This is like they're trying to kill each other and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll check it out. Not me. I can, I'm having a hard time watching For All Mankind because it makes me nervous. Oh really? Yeah, I, I just don't like. I I already have to I have to deal with a lot of Russian problems at work, which probably has something to do with it, where it just stresses mm. me out to think about Russia. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, Russia's a stressful com- country because of the government and the, all the Floridian-type people. I have to deal with the a lot of the government stuff. No, thanks. Hard no, yeah. you know? Uh, we're not fans of the Russian government or the Chinese government on this podcast. Say that. We're barely fans of the American government. Uh, I would say we're not fans. Yeah, I would say that as well. <laughs> the only thing is I'm allowed to say that without being murdered. So there's yeah, a point. Seriously. There is a point. Let's put a fine point on that. Yeah, that's that's one point in the win column there, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, as our phones listen to us say all these things. Yeah. Uh, so I will see ISS, but not in the theater. I'll see it when it comes out on, on the TVs. It, okay. It's never going to come out, man. This is uh, this is like all this is almost a Saban movie. Almost a Saban movie. A step a step above an ab- a Saban. Uh huh. Could be. Could be. Uh, next up, we have a trailer for Baghead. A young woman inherits a rundown pub and discovers a dark secret within its basement. Baghead, a shape-shifting creature that will let you speak to lost loved ones, but not without consequence. Starring Freya Allen, otherwise known as Siri from The Witcher, and some some British people. I didn't connect with this at all. I don't want to talk to any dead people, um, especially if there's a consequence. That's not a temptation at all. No, I don't. I don't want to talk to because, like, I've read so many Hellboy comics that I know I learned from Johan that uh, sometimes things will try and look like people that you know to to get you to let them through the barrier, and yep. I guarantee that's what's going on here. Because mm-hmm. this basically seems like a monster that Hellboy would fight in a in a comic. It absolutely does. It's like a, it's like a um, like a, it's almost like a form of a Baba Yaga. Yeah, ba- Baba Yaga. Do you want to know? It's, it's funny because I don't want to see this either. But if Hellboy was in it, I would because I think it would be a really I, good Hellboy plot. It could could be. Yeah, I would. I I'd absolutely be uh, way more interested in this if it was Hellboy because he'd smash it by the end. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what we like to see. Um, this trailer features a woman saying, this isn't something you can control. You know, real British. This isn't something you can control. <laughs> something. Um, Baghead, uh, this has a girl from Witcher, and um, she must like creepy stuff, you know? Yeah. Monster stuff. She likes monster stuff. Yep. Freya, isn't that what her name yeah, is? Freya, Freya Allen. That's it. Uh, not interested in this at all. I don't like this kind of stuff. Uh, so this is a no for me. Is it a no for you? Yeah, I don't want to see it. Okay, because no Hellboy. Correct. Next up is something that we will see. It's called Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. So with the title, uh, 
on heavy spoilers, they were discussing how you say this. If it's Godzilla and Kong, or Godzilla X Kong, or Godzilla times Kong. <laughs> so uh, the the re- the way that they the what they said was a lot of young music artists like Billie Eilish when they collaborate with someone will use the X. So it'd be like Billie Eilish X Kendrick Lamar or something like that. Sure. And so the, this is done like that. And I think that you would say and. So I think it's Godzilla and Kong. I won't say that. How about that? I'll call it Godzilla X Kong. Well, that's that? respectable because whenever they try and use a number as a letter, I always say the number like Tech 3 in. Fan fan four stick. Yeah, fan four stick. I will always say the number. So I agree that this movie is called GXK. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to refer to it as Godzilla X Kong. Yep. And you're going to refer to it as GXK. Yep. The New Empire. We'll just say The New Empire. Yep. Normal. We got uh, Rebecca Hall back in this one. We got Dan Stevens, who one time, uh, Josh Gates from Destination Truth told me I looked like Dan Stevens from uh, Downton Abbey. And I said, I haven't seen that, so I don't know if you are being nice or mean. And then I saw Dan Stevens in Legion, and I said, oh, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And uh, so this movie is... We're, we have... The American MonsterVerse has reached Showa-era madness, and I love it. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes, which gives me hope that we that at some point the American uh, ones will reach Godzilla minus one stage. It, yeah, but it's going to take 50-some-odd yeah, yeah. years, but or 70 yeah. years, rather. <laughs> but, 70? Uh, yeah, because 1954 was like almost 70 years ago. Oh, okay. Well, so it took seventy years to go from nineteen fifty four to minus one, and uh, I just had to do quick math in my brain to make sure I wasn't being a complete idiot. But I'm correct; it is like seventy years. <laughs> okay. Well, eventually we'll get there. This is not. This is not that. This. Th- listen, these these American ones are always going to play second fiddle to minus one. Yeah. Well, this is kind of this has like vibes of like Godzilla versus Megalon, which I love. So this is like mm. this is like dumb Showa era Godzilla, where yeah. like Godzilla versus Megalon or uh, Gigan or whatever. You know, yeah. fun extra monsters to fight Godzilla, and Godzilla is the hero. So we're in the Showa yeah. era of American Godzilla movies right now. I, that that makes sense. There's and there's people under the earth now. Yes, yeah. Uh, which is very. Are they going to build? Um, is it Megalon that they built? Well, Megalon not built. He is from under they, the they sea. Worship. He's from Seatopia. Yeah, Seatopia. Yeah, and they're like, he's like a. They like worship. Yeah, he was a guardian, and the. That's it. Technically, he's kind of like in the right in the movie because. Yeah, they're like blowing up Zootopia with their bomb tests and like mining and stuff, and so they send yeah. him to stop it. And then it's like he's the bad guy. Okay, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Megalon apologist. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. So Godzilla, like Godzilla, has like Super Saiyan Rose powers in this one, where he's got pink spikes and. Yeah, he's like Goku Black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Goku Black. Uh, Oh, speaking of Goku Black, I'm making a Goku Black shoes right now. That's the pair I'm working on. Very good. That yeah. Are you gonna put pink laces? Um, 
Yes. Yeah. I'm tr- I'm doing like the top of the shoe pink. Okay. But uh, if I have the right color pink for laces, I'll do pink laces. Right on. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And Godzilla X-Kong, uh, which is going to be fun and stupid and in a good way. Yeah, I think so too. It's a, I mean, I'll... It's a good time to be a Godzilla fan because I'm. It we're is. getting the Showa era here. We're also getting minus one. We got Shin Godzilla a couple years ago. They followed an unfollowable like masterpiece with another one that might be better and i don't frankly like what are they going to do next are they going to make another one that's a complete banger i don't know i think the the guy that they that made this that made minus one i think they're going to let him make more yeah he wants to make a star wars movie let him do whatever he wants absolutely I mean, on that kind of budget, that's what he can do. Like, let him do what, and make it in Japanese. I don't care. I'll read subtitles. I do not care. Yeah, I'll watch. I'll read subtitles. I read subtitles all the time. I put subtitles yeah. on everything because I'm like half deaf. <laughs> my, my wife does as well. Yeah. So I just got a new soundbar though, on? so it's because it's less necessary because the soundbar is great. That's great. Yeah, Mary crash me exactly. Uh, all right. So next up, we have Masters of the Air. This is five miles above the ground and behind enemy lines. Eleven men inside a bomber known as Flying Fortress battle unrelenting flocks of German fighters. So this is on Apple TV Plus, and it's a series. And it's supposed to be like the Pacific or Band of Brothers, which I recognize as objectively good. Both of those things. But I, I just... I got bored of them, and I didn't finish either one. And so, oh, really? I, I I see this, and like the cast is good, like Austin Butler's in it, and uh, Barry Keegan, and but I I know that if I started this, I would get bored and f- not finish. I I didn't get bored. I finished those things. They are objectively good, and I I say that they are good, but I just don't. I don't know. I just don't want to watch it i just don't think i'll be interested hmm uh i will watch this um it'll probably be me alone watch i don't think aaron's gonna watch this is it let me ask you this you know how we all got tired of world war ii video games yeah is it like that but but movies and shows for you i think so because i think they kind of always have the same sort of story beats and and they tend to like lionize everyone and there's so many like dramatic heartfelt speeches in some of these things that I I just kind of get annoyed by them. So I don't know. I think the best world war two movie ever made is enemy at the gates. And, Hmm. uh, I just don't think there's been very many good ones since that. I'm trying to think of what was made after that. The Pacific was the Pacific. The Pacific was made after that. I'm yeah, sure. which is good. It's just I didn't. I don't know. I don't like it. Didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I, I'm gonna watch this. I think this looks great. You do you. Well, I'll let you know how Masters of the Air is. Okay. Oh, coin. Um, next up, we have a trailer for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This is a series. Yeah. So this stars Donald Glover, and. Uh, Maya Erskine, and it has Paul Dano in it, and John Turturro, and a bunch of people I've heard of. 
it's a series based off of like a kind of like a reboot of the original movie or some source material that I am not familiar with. Yeah. The the first one had was kind of jokey. This one seems a lot more serious, right? This does seem to have a a it seems like if the tone is comedic, it's dark comedy. Mm, yeah. It's definitely not serious. Like it's still such a goofy concept. Yeah. But I I feel like the tone of it is more dark humor, which is what like Fargo is, so you know, that can work for me. Mm. Um, I've never heard of this actress, Maya, whatever her name is, er- Erskine. Maya Erskine, yeah. She's in I- uh she was in that Pen Fifteen show on Hulu. Oh, yeah, okay. She's okay. one I of the two. Uh, so I know her from that. I never watched that. I just know I know of her from it. So she's got some comedic chops. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and Donald Glover is obviously great. Yeah. So, uh, this this is probably something that's good, but it's probably good in a kind of second tier way where I sometimes don't get to things for a long time. Like yeah. like Jack Ryan on Amazon, it's good, but it's a second tier good, and I don't go out of my like I I still have to finish that, and it's just not high on my priorities list. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff like yeah, that. I got a lot of stuff. Y- like you that. have to have tiers of things that you care about, and it's like I could watch this or I can read comic books, and I I tend to go for the comic books more than the tier two shows. Yeah, I I I. Man, I get that. I I tend to like paint shoes yeah. instead of yeah. So you know, so with all the stuff that's out there, some stuff kind of falls out for me because like I like like superhero stuff and like sci-fi stuff, and mm-hmm. that's what gets yeah. me first. So before like age super secret agent stuff, which I I like sorta, but you know, <laughs> not as much. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Secret Agent stuff if it's if it's real good. I like espionage stuff, but it's got to be good. Like Mission Impossible for me is the best. Yeah. Well, Winter Soldier for me is the best. Oh, I guess that counts too, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, Mission Impossible is right up there. I love yeah. It, so. Um, so I we, maybe we'll check this out down the line, okay? Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Um, and then the last trailer we have here is a Red Band trailer for The Brother's Son. Yeah, Jess found this one and gave it to me right before uh, we started recording. So this is follows Charles' son, a Taipei gangster who settled into his life as a ruthless killer but must go to L.A. to protect his mother and younger brother after his father was shot by a mysterious assassin. This has Michelle Yeoh for the Michelle Yonasants. She's going to be in a bunch of stuff. She won an Oscar. Everyone now uh, must realize that she's the greatest. Yes. And it looks to have Michelle Yeoh and a bunch of uh, very cool stunts and fighting. So this could be a good one on on Netflix. Could be good. It looks like it was pretty well made. Yep. Um, I wonder how much will be in Taipei and how much will be in L.A. That's a good question. I was also wondering, like, is this one of those things where Michelle Yeoh is not going to be in a ton of it? And Mm. they're using her for marketing more than she'll be in the show. And it's mostly going to be about the the sons. Mm -hmm. So I could see that happening. Sure. So, but it's still, it could be good even then. Uh, And the stunts look good, so. 
Yeah. The the non-gangster son kind of reminded me of a young Kim Jong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had that same sort of energy. Yeah. And like his profile, like when you first see him, you're like, is that a, is that Kim Jong? <laughs> yeah, I like Kim um, Jong. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, what's that Jet Li movie where he, he repeatedly says, if we were in Hong Kong, you'd already be dead? Is that the one? Maybe it's the one. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Nope. Lethal Weapon 4. If this were Hong Kong, you'd already be dead. Um, did, did you ever play Sleeping Dogs, the video game Sleeping Dogs? No. It was a GTA-type game, but it was like, I don't know if it was in Chinatown or something like that, but um, it, was, it was pretty fun. I sort of I sort of like these uh, to see the underground world, like these Asian gang stuff. It's like the underground. Well, Tokyo Vice was one of the best shows last year. Dude, I I'm so ready for season two of Tokyo Vice. Absolutely, I think about that show a yeah, lot. Yeah, me too. Do you think about that oh, show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very good. That, that stuck with me, dude. I, I really want that. Yep, that was one um, of the best things last year. It really was. So maybe we'll watch this. Um, we'll see. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I'll watch like two three episodes of it and if it doesn't hook me by then i won't i won't finish it yeah that's fair you know i got i don't have to be a completionist are you a completionist i forget uh sometimes but i will fall off of shows if i if okay. they're not i'm a completionist that i will watch something in a in a larger franchise if i feel that it will give me context so like i will watch every single star trek thing right now even if there's bad stuff I, yeah so stuff like, yeah. like i watched all I of secret invasion which is the worst marvel thing ever made oh you did watch secret Invasion? yeah it's terrible it's awful but i watched the whole yeah. thing yeah cowboy i i it's not good yeah it's not good yeah um all right well then that's all the new new trailers and then we have oh we have one patron select yeah this is a video game trailer uh from kevin and he just wanted to make sure we covered it in <laughs> which I might have skipped it otherwise. But it's yeah. I think it's called Odd or OD, and it's the new Kojima game. So this trailer is is just Sophia Lillis's digital face, and you may know her as the tiefling from the D&D movie, and also Hunter Schaefer's face, and what was his name? Udo, uh, what's his name? That guy. And... Uh, they're just like saying a weird poem kind of thing. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I was like, is this even a trailer? Like it's the, it's just, it's very weird and cryptic kind of like Kojima does. Yeah. He's the twin uh, peaks of video games. Yeah. And so it's not really even a trailer. It's more of a showcase of unreal five. Honestly, <laughs> these yeah. graphics are that of the art, man. Whoa, man. I'm going to put their clip in here now. Whoa, man! These graphics are state of the art. I mean, it looks like real, like it's almost photorealistic. Yeah, it just looks like Sophia Lillis's face. Yeah, yeah, and the facial expressions are great. Yep, the mouth moves like a real human mouth, which yep. is like hadn't been able to do that in a long time. But you know, Kojima, <laughs> he's an auteur. He is. Uh, this was not enough to get me interested. I, I never played his last game, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. I never played it. I never played that game. So I don't know if I'm gonna 
check this one out. I'm uh, interested to hear about it when it does come out, though. Yeah. You know, maybe when it's free on uh, PlayStation Plus. Maybe that's when I play this. Oh, man. My PlayStation Plus renewed today, and I forgot it was going to. And that that 90 bucks really was not (laughs) well-timed. Because yeah. I I finished my Christmas shopping today and I obliterated my my funds and then I I, oh, I had another ninety bucks that I wasn't expecting, so this that's is not a, great. You're go on the 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 meme that you posted with with Jane Lynch was it? Yeah, for uh for December, it said I'm going to create a month. It was it was like from God's point of view and it said I'm going to create a month that is so expensive. <laughs> It's just like, God, that's so true. Yeah. It got me pretty good. Yeah, I actually got, uh, there was a deal they had, like Black Friday deal that I got. Uh, so I got PlayStation Premium, PlayStation Plus Premium, the top tier, for like 120 bucks or 115 bucks or something. That wasn't, it was a lot less. I usually will buy a, like cdkeys.com will have reduced price ones. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I forgot because I didn't have it on my calendar. And I completely missed it, so I didn't. Gotta have yeah, it. It's on there now. I fixed it, so now I will in the future. I won't. This won't happen again. I will not pay full price for this again. Future Nick will not make the same yeah, mistake. But, so. Um. Okay. So. Uh, oh, we got some uh, trailer mailers. Yeah. So if you recall, last week we asked if a giant monster was on was on its way to attack your town. Which other giant monster slash robot would you choose to protect you? Kevin says, My knowledge of kaiju is extremely limited, but since my town is right on Lake Michigan, and assuming Nick's response doesn't override mine since we live half a mile away from each other, in which case I welcome my new Jet Jaguar overlord, cart out Manda and chuck them boys into the lake to keep them away from smashing up the town. Take it to the bottom of the lake and leave us alone, you kaijerks. Gosh. So, Manda is a good choice. A giant snake monster. Got his own movie. Was in Godzilla movies. Was in Godzilla Singular Point. So, good choice, Kevin. <laughs> Chuck them boys into the lake. <laughs> Leave us alone, you kai-jerks. Kai-jerks. Jess says, stay puffed. Will he win? Maybe through sticky gooiness or maybe by inflicting some kaiju diabetes. But in the end, everyone might end up with s'mores. And what more could you ask for after your city's been destroyed? What did you do, Ray? Uh, Missy said, one of the Pacific Rim Jaeger mobile suits, which is what you predicted someone would say last week. And so you were right. It was Missy. It was Missy. So everyone, it's nearing Christmas time. I think probably the next time we record... We'll have to do the Missy Chris the Chris Missy episode, talk about Hallmark movies. So get ready for that. And if you're not a patron, uh, it'll be a year since you've heard from her. But if you are a patron, uh, she's on every episode almost. So yeah, and Chris Missy um, is a normal episode, not a patron episode. That's correct. Yes, uh, we we do the Chris Missy episode. Uh, the first, I I think I don't know if we did a Christmas special the first year because we just started but then the next year i did the night before quicksmas and uh i'm gonna probably repost that again because it's so great and then we started doing the christmasy so this will be the third christmasy i believe oh nice yeah. it's a tra- it's now tradition exactly hey, hey 
It's tradition. It's tradition. It's tradition. Um, all right, so we didn't ask a questions time, um, but if for whatever reason somebody wanted to get in touch with us, what should they do? Well, they could follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. They could email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. The best way to support us is on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers or trailerblazerspodcast.com. Uh, I still don't know who the mystery patron who joined last week is, so, you know, if you're listening, <laughs> let me know who you are, uh, and I'll shout you out proper. Unless they don't want to be doxxed. Yeah, they might not want to, but in that case, you know, they can still send me suggestions for patron selects, and I'll we'll do them. Anonymous so, yeah, uh, you don't need to be doxxed, uh, but thank you, whoever you are, for your patronage. Uh, if you want, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still a great way for the show to gain traction, even after 167 episodes. And if you want to do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Oh, wait a minute. Did you tell them about the voicemail? That they can leave a oh, voicemail? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Why don't you tell them about the voicemail? Yeah, baby. Let me tell you about this. If you want to leave your actual voice so you can dox yourself, um, you, all you have to do is pick up the phone. A corded phone, but, but you don't have to. You can use your cell phone. And dial, hit it Tifa 8. Hit it Tifa, and that's T-I-F-A 8, and that will call the number. Now, if you need like an actual physical phone number, it's 448-488-4328. That's a lot of eights in there, Nick. Did you ever think about that? Uh, it, it never occurred to me. There's a lot of... A lot of eights in there. Uh, hit it, hit it, Rockefellers. Do you remember that on that movie, that show about that uh, maroon lady? Carmen Sandiego. That's right, yeah. She's the greatest, listen, she's probably one of the greatest villains of all time because name another villain who stole the pyramids of Giza. Nicholas Cage. No, he didn't do that. That was the... Declaration of Independence. That's right. I'm sorry. And so you can carry that in one hand, but the, the Pyramid of Giza, buddy, she stole those. Like, how did you even achieve such a thing? I don't even know how you would have done it. I mean, David, not David Blaine. Who's the other fella that does the magic? David Copperfield. David. Excuse me, sir. David Copperfield. He ain't even done that. I mean, he made the. Orbiter, Space Shuttle Orbiter disappeared. Do you remember that special on the television? Yes, sir. I remember watching yeah, it in my cousin's living room. Smoking mirrors, Billy. I tell you that, smoking mirrors. But I, but he didn't do the Great Pyramid. So anyway, Carmen Sandiego, she's like super villain, I think. And uh, anyway, if you leave a five-star writing on there, maybe I'll do a dissertation on Carmen Sandiego because uh, learning people do doctorates and dissertations in some way that must be a tip <laughs> thank you quick mickey effervescent reticulated resplendent as always for the trailer blazers my name is nick kelly and i am waiting for anna diarmas to play carmen san diego in live action happy trailers that actually makes a lot of sense Billy. Mm. actually the tip you know the tip is not same school but don't don't stay too long in college. You gotta graduate. You can't just keep going to school. Have a balance away from your schooling. That is the tip.
and I'm Ben Moon, and I'm not something you can control. <laughs> Happy trails. Welcome back, folks, to the vid Yo Games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. Uh, I have not played any video games in the past week. Can you believe it? Uh, I can scarcely believe it. I played Spider Man 2 and I beat it. So I almost 100%ed it. Uh, I am not going to be able to 100% it because there are these flight challenges that I just cannot do because if I try to do them one more time, I will have an aneurysm and die because they are so frustrating. Between recording and editing, he did complete all of these. Uh, I can't do them, so it's not happening. Maybe uh, when Jess gets around to it, she'll do them for me, but it literally can't be done. I unlocked all the suits and that's all I care about. Uh, but yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh, man. So the Superior Spider-Man, they put his suit in this one i don't remember if it's in the other one but i hadn't read the comic yet when i read the first one i just read superior spider-man this year and that's a dan slot comic it's where dr octopus takes over peter's body and says he can become a superior spider-man better than almost any peter parker spider-man run incredible comic series excellent top tier uh so i i exclusively wore the superior spider-man suit because i i love that comic so much so it was really fun and for miles i was wearing the spider-verse ones that have the fun animation most of the time oh yeah i love that yeah yeah uh so that was that and i'm looking forward to spider-man 3 because they teased some truly awesome things the storyline was very very good it's the first time i've ever liked terry osborne in any medium uh really good use of venom really good side characters just very good uh some balance issues in the game. I was playing it on story mode, and sometimes it felt like I was playing a normal game on hard. So, yeah, some balance issues. Like, I had to fight Venom, like, 75 times. So, it was driving me crazy, because, like, it's story mode. Insomniac does not know how to do story mode. So, hmm. balance issues, but it's early. They fixed them with the DLC with the previous game. Did you get to play as Venom? Uh, Yes, and it was... Every, it was everything I hoped for and more. So yeah. oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, that was that's my great. favorite part of the whole game. Oh, okay. So, yeah, really love great. it. Looking forward to the next one. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Well, that's cool. Uh, I can't wait to play that. Um, I'm sure it'll come out on PlayStation Plus within the next year or so. Um, let's talk. I don't really have any industry news. No, they had the VGAs yesterday. And Baldur's yeah. Gate won Game of the Year. Uh, Jess is playing that right now. I'm going to start a character after uh, I'm done, like, putzing in Spider-Man. So that one, uh, Spider-Man did not win any awards, even though it was very, very good. What? Yeah, so then they showed some new trailers, and that's basically what we're going to talk about. Okay. So we got a trailer for Blade. Uh, not really much of a tra- it's a cinematic trailer. Yeah, right? it was kind of an announcement because no one knew they were making this. Yeah. yeah so Bethesda's yeah. make it's Bethesda. It's the guys who made Dishonored. That part of Bethesda. 
And this is a third-person Blade game where you fight vampires and are played. So, obviously, I'm going to play it. Yeah, Dishonor was first-person, though, so that's interesting. They're going third-person. Yep, and they did that just for me. Just for old Nick. Yeah, no, I, I do want to play as Blade. That, that sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. So any, any Marvel game that comes out, I will play. Uh, like Mar- Midnight Suns is, is still my favorite thing that I've played in a long time. Uh, but yeah, Blade, Bethesda. What what's what more could I ask for? Yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't pick up Midnight Suns for 20 bucks on Black Friday. Yeah, it's very good, but you should get it with all the DLC, so... It's the definitive edition. I think that. Oh, then yeah, then you screwed up. Yeah, Yeah, you goofed. But I was a bad, bad goofing, bad goofing. Uh, Kevin sent in the the teaser trailer that they had to put out on December fourth, which is Dragon Age Day, because as Kevin said, they think D four kind of looks like D (laughs) A, and he was kind of making fun of it. Uh, and he also called this a nothing burger of a trailer, and he says they only released it because they are behind and they felt like they had something they had to release something. So yeah, it's just it's just talking over maps. So still don't really know yeah, anything about this. <laughs> it's just talking over maps. That's exactly what it is. Um, I have never really connected with Dragon Age. I I'm not a. I've only well. I never played. I never played two or three. Three is the big one, like the modern one on PS4. Yeah, but okay. I never played one. I couldn't get into it. I tried a couple times, and then I played two, and I kind of liked some of the characters in two, so I did enjoy playing two, and three. I I enjoyed. Uh, just I like the structure of Bioware games with the dialogue wheels and stuff like that. So I played that. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. So I had a good time. Three or three was too big and open. And there was a lot of mm. blank space where nothing huh. was happening. So I felt like it was too big and open. Um, mm. And two was too too repetitive in, to, in the location. So it's not really my genre. It's not really my game. I did, I did enjoy my time with two and three. I'm not obsessive about it uh, like some people are. Sorry, Kevin. No, he's not. No, I'm not talking about him. Like Kevin loves it, but there are people that are crazy. Uh, that even he is just like kind of like, okay, it's, it's a video game. Let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a little, a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> like he likes it. Like he likes it as much as I like anything that I like. You know, it's a normal, mm. normal thing. But it's just not my bag. A normal amount. Not your bag. Now, this is not something that you're like anxiously waiting to see a trailer. No, because it's. I just don't like this genre very much. Anytime I see mm-hmm. like elves and dwarves in something that's not Tolkien, I'm like, why would the, you just taking the Tolkien thing and it's just not like a universal constant. I don't understand why they're all out of this. Yeah. So, it's not my genre. Not your genre. I'll play it though. I definitely yeah. will. I will play it. Mm. Mm. But you. But he will play yeah. it. Let me tell you something I'm not going to play. It's called Light No Fire. Light No Fire. I will not play this. Jason, this one. This is, I thought it kind of looked like a fantasy No Man's Sky uh, with like more stuff going on. And I don't know if that was a thought that was my own or if <laughs> when I was watching this trailer, someone may have said that in like a comment that I saw because that sounds uh-huh. like a, that sounds like a pull quote. For a game that I did not play, 
and I don't know where it came from. So possibly mm. me, possibly someone else. <laughs> this, uh, I'll tell you what this is. This is like a fantasy arc survival evolved. And I hate arc and I hate survival games. I, that's why I didn't really like Fallout 76. I don't like survival. I don't want to have to think about something that's killing me in the background. I hate okay. it. Like, it's like homework. You have a hunger level. Huh? It's like homework. You got to think about it when you're not at the thing. I'm here I'm here to escape. I'm here to feel cool and and have fun controls. I'm not here to chop down endless trees so I can build a wall. Yeah, me neither. Okay, that is not... That's miserable. Like that's work. I don't want to leave work and come home and do more work. Okay, if I'm going to play a video I game, concur. I, I want to play. Yeah. So I, I hate this kind of stuff. I don't want this. They said survival sandbox, and I was like, I'm done. I'm out. A hard no. No thanks. Yeah, I don't want to play it either. Uh, and yeah. I don't want to play the next thing either, which is Grand Theft Auto Six. Which I can't even believe this came out. Oh, the, the Grand Theft Auto. Five is like one of the. I think it's like the best-selling game of one of the best-selling games. Yeah, of all but time, right? I didn't think they'd ever get to six because they've been stretching out five <sighs> so long. So to have they six really actually have. come out is wild to me. Uh, this one is the first one ever that has a female protagonist. I mean, you switch protagonists in these games. I played Grand Theft Auto Four all the way through until I got stuck between three different missions that I couldn't beat because they were race things, and then I gave up. Uh, this sometimes like this new one has like really crazy graphics, but then there's a boat in this trailer at the, the 24 second mark, 23 second mark. This boat looks like it's from PS3. It's like the worst graphics, like clip of anything. (laughs) And then it'll cut, it cuts to like a person who looks like a real person. And then they show this boat from PlayStation 3. Uh yeah some some of the yeah you're right some of it's inconsistent yeah. like like the girl in the in the in the convertible that's sitting there doesn't look that good yep. but then they have this girl that's like twerking on top of a cab and it looks yeah, it looks real. like a real person and that old woman and the grandma looks like the, a real person yeah and the the alligator in the convenience store looks real yeah so uh <laughs> there's a lot of like stuff from Florida in here yeah (laughs) like there's a tom petty song he's from florida uh but there's like the florida joker guy they made like a parody version of him and then that guy was mad about it in real life and everyone's like no one cares it's yeah (laughs) who cares the the i don't know if if it was rockstar that did it but like the comparison shots that they did of like the actual videos and then the trailer shots was really good it was like oh man they took a lot of inspiration from yeah. real life florida man stuff you know which you know when it's florida why wouldn't you yeah i have never bought a gta game in my life i only played four through i i bought five and i started playing it and i took it back to gamestop and i was like i actually hate this yeah to me they have never been as fun as um just cause just cause to me is like if that because that exists why would i play gta i i never played that either i i don't play a ton of video games though so it doesn't matter Um, for rockstar for me i'm a red dead guy ah okay uh i would i would highly recommend just cause 4 i mean that game is so fun because you have like this 
grappling hook that you can fly around, you know, and you can fly anything and it's really vertical, yeah. which GTA is not. Right. It's, you know, GTA more ground based, but I love uh I love just cause. Well, that's all I got. What about you? I got nothing else for you. All right. Well, uh how do we end after this? The same way? For the Trailer Blazers, yeah. my name is Nick Kelly and I am uh florida alligator man or something i don't know happy trailsers yeah <laughs> uh, and i've been moon and i look better than that boat that ps3 boat happy trails um i actually wish this story was more about like our megadon